to the Star Wars University podcast. My name is Chase. And his sidekick, Josh. Yeah, sidekick. And then we also have baby Grogu here. Uh, before we get started, um, this episode is going to have spoilers. If you haven't watched the last few weeks of The Mandalorian, then A, you're missing out, and B, just stop listening right now. Um, how this episode is going to work, we're going to recap episodes 12, 13, and 14, right? Or is it... Yes. Yeah, yeah, 12, 13, 14. So the, the Siege, the, the Jedi, Jedi, and the Tragedy. The tragedy. And um, there, there's a lot to uncover. Um, whole lot whole lot to unpack. It was... Yeah, the, tra- the tragedy itself was so much to take in, and we'll, we'll get to that in a little For bit. For a 30-minute episode, that was... <clears throat> it, it's my favorite so far. Um, but, um, yeah, thank you guys for coming back to the Star Wars University podcast. Um, our last episode, you, it looks like you guys liked it enough to where we can keep making a couple here and there um i'm sorry it's not every week like it used to be but that's just how it's gonna be for now um and until more star wars stuff pops up um so to make it in order to make these episodes a little longer we're waiting a couple weeks so that we have multiple episodes of the mandalorian to cover um if you're new here this podcast is about star wars theories movies tv shows Pretty much anything Star Wars, and if you learn something new, or if you laugh, or if you agree or disagree with something, you know, give us a follow on our Instagram. It's at Star Wars University underscore podcast. Um, we're on the Anchor app, which is where we do our podcast. If you want to give us a shout out there, whatever it may be, tell your friends, your Star Wars loving family and friends, and yeah, enjoy the rest of this episode. This episode. So, um, I guess we'll start with episode twelve, the siege. Yeah, the Razor Crest was pretty beat up. I mean, makes sense that he had to go get repairs. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't really at the beginning of the sh- uh, episode. It did really seem like it was a another filler episode, but they really they really flipped the head on that. Like they set the expectation as a filler mm-hmm. episode. Well, what it, makes it me got, it got really nuts really fast. What makes me really upset. People are like not they they they're thinking the Mandalorian is getting too repetitive. And it makes me mad seeing comments on posts saying, oh, it's another episode where the Mandalorian, he meets somebody, they do a side quest, and then he leaves. Then he gets to a new planet, meets somebody, does a side quest, and leaves. But... It, do, uh, it, it does make sense, like because the, there's, the armorer goes, you're tasked to find a Jedi, and even though we're covering the episode before the Jedi episode, then the Jedi says, oh, well, you gotta go something else it is a recurring theme but at the same time he is a bounty hunter and there's not much you can like yeah poor man poor, poor mando yeah I mean, doing way above and beyond what it was expected of him yeah but um yeah episode 12 the siege i liked it a lot it was really cool uh basically the whole premise was he went back to navarro which is where cara dune and the other dude was yeah and Kara's the marshal yeah um, she's the marshal i don't know i don't i can't remember if they said the town or the planet or the sector of the planet. Uh, it might be the sector. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. She's a badass. Yeah, she is. And um, he basically goes back to get repairs, and then they ask him to go basically destroy this old Empire base that was supposed to be uh, vacant. And they get there, and it's like a full-on armory with like hundreds of stormtroopers and um, vehicles and TIE fighters and all that stuff. But we did see a character from the very first scene of the entire show his first bounty oh yeah 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 um, he was a slave on Navarro for basically yeah, yeah. He, he and it's the the blue guy 
get his name too. Um, I can bring you in more. I can bring you in cold. Or, poor, yeah, poor guy poor has guy. a couple hundred years on his life sentence, and yeah, he got like thirty taken off though because he he did yeah. he did he was able to work some negotiating. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the negotiator. <laughs> um. Anyway, they get to the base and they come to find out there are a bunch of stormtroopers there, and their job is to find a way or find a coolant system to destroy it like just blow it up completely because it is on a lava yeah it's on a cliff above a lava i wouldn't say feel maybe uh, yeah. reservoir that's a better word yeah i guess a reservoir and they want to destroy it because that's the last like empire post close to that in that sector mm-hmm. that they want to get rid of it because the empire sucks and nobody wants it there anymore and while they're going through this base um we come there's there's these two officer uh, Empire officers, Imperial officers. Um, they're they're working on some kind of like control panel, and the Mandalorian and his his posse come up and shoot them, and then uh, they go to the control panel and they it kind of like looks over and there's like a, a tank with a person inside of it or a being, and we we are assuming that this is one of those beings that they're trying to get blood from or for, you know. And it looks like, at first glance, that it's Supreme Leader Snoke from the sequels. Although it could be cool, I, personally, want the Mandalorian to have nothing to do with the sequels. Now, I know I've ranked Rise of Skywalker and Force Awakens pretty pretty good in the past episodes. If you haven't listened to those yet, I mean, if you want to go listen to them, you can. We ranked this. We ranked the movies. Upon further review, however, upon further review and more videos and theories and reasons as to why the sequels sucked, I want the Mandalorian to have nothing to do with the sequels. I want more callbacks from the Clone Wars. I want more callbacks from Rebels. I want nothing to do with the sequels. Even though it could be cool if that was Snoke. But anyway. So um, there was some cool fan service while they were discovering what kind of uh, Empire base this was, per se. It didn't turn out to be a base. It turned out to be a lab of sorts. And, of course, the doctor from the first season, the one that was doing uh, procedures on uh, Baby Yoda or Grogu, which you haven't gotten to yet. Yeah. And the actual character was was a recurring character from uh, the season one but however the actual actor posted something I believe on Twitter or something like that on Instagram about how growing up watching Star Wars movies he always loved the holograms thought that was so neat and so cool and how uh, awesome that would be to be able to do that in real life and of course he posted a something saying his gratitude for being able to be one of those cool characters in a hologram living out of his dream yeah as we all would love to do uh, I saw, there was a TikTok I saw, some dude was one of the stormtroopers in, uh, in, Chapter uh, 8. Yeah. They called in the 501st Legion for that, yeah. Did they really? Have you not watched the gallery? No, no I've, I've watched like two episodes. You I didn't need, know they called in the 501st. You need to watch the rest of it, it's really, really cool, yeah. If you guys don't know what the 501st is, it, it's like a, I wouldn't say like a, obviously it's a, it's a clone legion, it's, it's, <laughs> but... It, the uh, 501st we're referring to is a fan group. It's a fan group where people cosplay, cosplay yeah. and they dress up as clones, tortured, Mandalorian, anything. Re- really good cosplay, might I add, if Very anyone good. from that group is listening. Yeah. That was a really cool nitbit to discover on the watching the gallery. And if you happen to be listening and you are enjoying what you're listening to and you have 
few followers, you know, <laughs> shout us out if you want. <laughs> but yeah, moving forward with the rest of the episode, I mean, it got really crazy from there. They stole, of course, Mando to take off because they he as soon as he discovered the lab, Baby Yoda was sitting in class eating cookies. Using yeah. Using force to steal cookies. <laughs> yeah, Baby Yoda was by himself. Of course, while the rest of the group discovers the lab, Mando immediately takes off on his jetpack to go save you know, Baby Yoda, Grogu. And then the rest of the posse, they escape on some, like, big tank. An Imperial tank, yes. Yeah, and then they're getting chased by speeders and TIE fighters and all this stuff, and as the TIE fighter locks onto the tank, it explodes, and you see the Razor Crest come in in the opposite direction and chasing the TIE fighters down and destroying them. And, and, little, and uh, little Baby Yoda strapped in, smiling. Yeah, so, with his hands up, like... Yeah, he says, buckle up, kid. That was a really cool uh, scene when he, like, went straight up and then kind of shut off the engine and then went back down and just went full blast and destroyed the TIE fighter. That was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, baby, uh, Mando and Baby Yoda say their goodbyes. Says he'll be... I think he said he'll be back, actually. Yeah. Then they go off to find Ahsoka. Yeah, now they, now they go off to find Ahsoka. And that's no longer a spoiler because it's been four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, man, opening scene for that episode. I don't think Dave Filoni, because he directed that episode. I don't think it could have been better executed. It was so so cool seeing silver lightsabers. It was. It was almost like a like a like a horror movie at first. Yeah. If you were it from the uh, from the controlling parties of mm-hmm. the town, I forget because it was it was Empire ish. It was an it was a. I want to say a marshal, but... That was a magistrate. A magistrate? The magistrate was Empire, but the rest were, like, I don't want to say bounty hunters, maybe private private army. It was probably like a... Yeah, Hi, yeah higher, 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 higher arms. Higher yeah. So from their perspective, that was like a horror movie. Ahsoka yeah. sneaking through the woods, which is covered in fog. It's pitch black. It's, yeah. She shuts on her lightsabers. That's all they can see. They're shooting at two lightsabers, and then she shuts them off. You can't see pitch black nothing. The combat in that episode was better than the entire sequel trilogy. That like it, and the hers was the only lightsaber that we saw. But even at the end, the episode when she's fighting the magistrate, That's like the first lightsabers we've seen this season, I believe, because I don't believe Moff Gideon pulled out the dark saber. Not until before, the not until the last ep- the, the very, very last, end the of tragedy. This, the very end of the last episode. Yeah. Of so, um, yeah, she's basically trying to get to the magistrate to find out who or uh, where this person is, right? And this whole episode, you're, like, freaking out. You're like, oh, my God, is, is it Ezra? Is it Sabine? And I, what, who it was, I had no, I wasn't even in my thoughts of who it would be. Um, and we'll get there in a sec. Uh, the Mandalorian shows up and walks into the town, finds the magistrate. She offers a Beskar spear, which can block lightsabers. Like like other Beskar, yeah, so very, very cool. Because when she, uh, I want to say, poked to the ground, slammed against the ground, it made like a really cool Beskar noise. Yeah, like the, you only heard in the first season when the armorer would be hammering yeah. the Beskar into a mold. Yeah. yeah. So he goes and meets with her, and she offers him the spear to kill the Jedi. So then he plays along and says, "Where's where's she at, or where's he or she at?" She, because he knows it's Ahsoka Tano. And it was really funny. He goes, "You can't afford me." And then she pulls out the Beskar spear, and he goes, "No, eh. 
<laughs> well, he's still playing along. He doesn't assume. Yeah. He knows he's trying to find her. Mm-hmm. But he's playing along, you know, seeing like what what, what she would offer. Yeah. How how willing is she? Yeah. Yeah. How willing? How how much is she willing to pay mm-hmm. to uh, get rid of the Jedi? Yeah. So she points him in the right direction, and he's walking through the woods, and then. Soka comes up out of nowhere and he blocks her lightsabers with his with his uh, gauntlets a couple times and uh, wraps her up in his cable and then she does some little Jedi flip over a tree and, and then finally he's like ah, I'm not. he's like Bo-Katan sent me <laughs> and she turns off her lightsabers and they start talking and it's all it's all well and and he she uh, starts using her force powers to, to talk to. Grogu. Baby Grogu. Mm-hmm. Who we find out was and in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. And then uh, Daddy Mando, as the internet likes to call him, says Grogu like like a question. And well, Baby Yoda looks up like all excited yeah. that Daddy Mando called him by his name. Yeah, it was very cool seeing like the communication between Ahsoka and uh, Grogu because apparently Grogu's like, he's like, has a huge attachment to Mando. Um... He fears for his past, all that stuff, because he was saved by someone in the Jedi Temple when Order 66 was going on. He was taken from Order 66, and there's theories that it was like Mace Windu or even Anakin the saved me- him. Or... The, me- the memes, uh, Grogu, you've always been nice to me. Don't come to the temple. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like a school shooter <laughs> vibe. Yeah, I saw a video or a, a picture. It, wasn't, it was a fake picture, but it was... Uh, a... It was a, I saw another one. It was Grogu texting Anakin, I lift, bitch. <laughs> Um, no, this was a picture of maybe Grogu in his, uh, Jedi robes with blue lightsaber and one of those youngling, uh, helmets, helmets on. Uh, that was really cool. I shared it on our Instagram if you saw that. That was, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, that, him and, uh, Ahsoka are communicating. We still don't know what Grogu sounds like, like, voice-wise, because I don't think he knows words yet. But they're communicating through the Force, and they, he basically tells her all the stuff that happened, because... Mind you, he looks like a toddler, acts like a toddler, but he's 50 years old, so he can still, um, he's still, like, conscious enough to have a conversation with somebody. And, um, she tries to, like, go through a couple trials with, like, a rock, you know, on command using the force and all this stuff, and he doesn't want to do it. The most precious moment I've ever seen. Yeah, and the Mandalorian, she was like, you need to do it, and he's like, here, try. And he brings out the little ball that... Grogu likes to play with all the time on his Razor Crest. And yeah, from uh, one of the control shifters. Yeah, one of those shifter things. And Which he, I think at the beginning episode before he landed, uh, Grogu... He like, took it with him and he put it... Grogu uh, pulled it off the shifter with the Force. Mm-hmm. So Daddy Mando, as the internet likes to call him, knew yeah. that he wanted it, so he was able to get Grogu to use the Force to yep. get that. But then, what everybody refused to want to hear was Ahsoka says... I can't train him. And we're like, why? And she was like, I've seen what these feelings of fear, attachment, love can do to a fully trained Jedi Knight. (laughs) Yeah, it's sad. Oh, it brought me me back to the season seven. Yeah. Yep. So basically, um, she was like, I'll tell you where to go, blah, 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 if you help me take over this town and help me destroy the magistrate, whatever. Which, like I was and indicating earlier in the episode, makes sense. The armor said he'd been quested, returned to his kind. Finally finds his kind after yeah. 
four episodes of doing side quests and meeting Bo-Katan and, you know, all this. And then yeah. Ahsoka goes, this is where you need to get... Poor Mando just mm -hmm. can't catch a break. I mean, I, obviously, he's grown an attachment to Baby Grogu, but, oh, man. Yeah. So... He just wants to do the right thing, which he's been tasked by mm -hmm. the leader, I guess, armorer within Death Watch. Yeah. His own clan. Yeah. He wants to do right by his own creed. Yeah, he does. Own... So... Him and Ahsoka go, to, like, they think of a plan, and he takes off one of his shoulder pieces and gives it to her, and she walks up, just throws the shoulder down, and said, like, oh, he tried. Is that all you got? Basically taunting oh, them. That wasn't even the best part of her entrance into the town, because it had a gate, a little bell, you know, like a little watchtower, per se. Oh, yeah, she's, like, just killing everybody. Yeah, she just jumps up, flips up, kills two of them, the guy's about to ring the bell, she cuts the bell in half, and kills With him, him. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you're just like sitting there, like, it was just, wow, where was all this during the sequels? I wanted to see. Yeah, that, th this episode was full of awesome cinematics. It was really cool. And oh, only uh, Dave Filoni mm -hmm. was in charge of uh, the Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Because although Dave Filoni directed it, you know, John's there and he's been the mind behind it. You know, he directed some of the Iron Man's too, so it makes sense he's cranking out good content. Who? John Favreau. He directed all of them, he created Iron Man. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad he's a Star Wars geek while he's yeah. at it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, as a fan, he's doing a lot of fan service. Yeah. So, Soka's up there getting their attention, and then Mando comes in out of nowhere, and they just start killing everybody there. And then there's a big, like, you know, goose chase, and then they're getting them one by one, killing Ahsoka them Ahsoka and the magistrate. The rest of the private army kind of goes after Mando with the, uh, I wouldn't say... Lieutenant, but I guess no, a I, sergeant maybe. I get well. Mando, she she tells Mando to like uh, get all those people free that were in those like electric binds or whatever right in front of the magistrate's house. Yeah, they were being tortured. Yeah, yes. so he he stays there to get those out, and the gunslinger. That's what they were calling that like right hand man to the magistrate. And then the uh, former town mayor, I guess you could say, was helping him get them out. Yeah, help them out. I didn't know that was like the former. Oh, you didn't know that's what he ended. An episode. Yeah, yeah, true. But um, then they have a little standoff, and obviously Mandalorian's like a, he's a space cowboy, and he's better at shooting than the gunslinger, so that was a one tap to the chest, and he was dead. And that was really funny. Gunslinger's like, I'm, I'm willing to die for a lot of causes, but not this, and Mando's like, oh, whatever, starts turning around, and then has a faster quick draw when he tries yep. to trick him. Yep. I love that. Yep, love and while that. that's going on, Ahsoka jumps over the fence, and magistrate is there she gets her staff and there's a nice little nice little hand-to-hand -hand combat Ahsoka right loses her bigger lightsaber and she's able to she fend does. her off of the yep. smaller one that she uses with her I guess left hand yep she almost which loses is, to the magistrate which obviously they had to do that for you know cinematic purposes, yeah. cinematic purposes but we all know Ahsoka would have beat her with both hands tied behind her back <laughs> she wanted to um, and then what what surprised everyone most we would come to the point Ahsoka beat the magistrate and was like where's he at where is Thrawn and then no no that's not how it went she goes where is your boss where's your leader yeah and then you're thinking oh talking about Moff Gideon because Bogotan yeah. I want to know where Moff Gideon was for the Darksaber makes sense yeah. thinking oh well makes sense Bogotan 
was saying, go find Ahsoka Tano, thinking, yeah. one would think automatically, oh, they're both after Moff Gideon, glad to know, maybe we'll all team up. She goes, where's Grand Animal Thrawn? I went, oh, Rebels, let's go! <laughs> yeah. And of course, which, of which, course Legends too. Which obviously books, means, because Ezra and Thrawn were together at the end of Rebels. So, if she finds Thrawn, we might find Ezra. Mm-hmm. But, so, I don't know if you know this, Thrawn was alive during the sequel trilogy. He was one of the, he was commanding one of the ships. I did know that. Yeah. So obviously him and Ezra part ways at some point. But um yeah, we might be able to see Ezra. I don't think we'll see any they've had so many people, so many cameos this season. We might have maybe one more before the season's over with. Well, that's not even the best part. Many would assume, beginning at the rumors and whatnot before the season came out, that this would just be fan service. They would just be cameos, no real value. Yeah, but like every single one has real value. Has real value, and it the sets them up for the future. Like and kind of their uh, dialogue and whatnot kind of lines up with the previous canon and mm-hmm. all the the character developments. Yeah. And, previous shows or movies and and since we know the show is signed <coughs> on for four seasons like there's a lot that can go down in the next 16 episodes after this season you know um absolutely and it, it i mean it really stinks or it's only eight episodes for both seasons yeah i know because man i mean just that extra ninth episode obviously it makes sense we cover three at a time but yeah or even you know 10 to 12 i would just that'd be amazing it. <laughs> or pull Clone Wars and do like twenty and thirty. <laughs> yeah, until the last. It would be seasons. able to. I'd be able to put up with the thirty-minute episodes more if we had more episodes. Mm-hmm. But man, two back-to-back 30, 35 minute episodes. Yeah, just wham, just a lot to process, mm-hmm. a lot going on, a lot of awesome, awesome, awesome content. Right. And but of course, Ahsoka tells. Go to Tython. Mando and how to. Help Grogu connect with the Force and maybe, powers and and she says she says maybe a Jedi will reach out to him. That does make sense. So there's a couple out there because technically Ahsoka's not a Jedi. Technically, according, that, according to her, yes, according to her, in the end of Clone Wars, I'm no Jedi. She didn't deny it when the Magistrate called her a Jedi. Yeah, but this is kind of going off the theory that not that many people who are watching The Mandalorian have watched all the Clone Wars or yeah. some are Rebels. And yeah, because although there are a lot of fans, millions of fans who are like us and we've seen everything, there's also thousands that have never seen anything else and they're just watching Mandalorian for the first time. Uh, and mm-hmm. the directors know this and they take that into account when they create new TV shows and movies that these movies can't just be for us uber fans. They have to be for. Uh, are everyone. we Uber fans? Because I, you are, of course, but I, I've never read a book, so I have. <laughs> but I have brushed up on the content covered in the book, so yeah. it's not like I'm not attempting. Uh, anyway, I, I digress. Anyway, yeah. So Ahsoka, Ahsoka sends Mandalorian Dinjarin to Tython so that Grogu can go on to this temple. Oh, which, we which, forgot to cover the most important part of the first episode when he was on. Navarro, when the Razor Crest was getting fixed, one of the mechanics. Oh uh, yeah, put a tracker was, in there. Put a tracker in the Razor Crest. Yeah. Which I don't know what happened to the bounty tracker that Grogu originally had. I I think that's a plot hole. But anyway. Yeah. Of course, the end of that episode, Moff Gideon 
That's what was an, an, an Imperial officer gets a transmission from a mechanic saying, yes, the tracker's on the Razor Crest, and yes, it was the baby, it was the Mandalorian. Yep. And the Imperial officer walks into a very foggy room filled with these silos, Moff Gideon observing the work being done. And you think there's a they're the death troopers? I, I thought they were death troopers, but they're they're uh, a robot death troopers. No, they're, I forget what they were called. They weren't death troopers. They were like a they're like an elite type of stormtrooper. Um, I forget what they were called. Regardless, but anyway, Moff Gideon says our plan will be you know, yeah, we'll get them back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we move towards a tragedy. Yeah, the, the episode, the tragedy, which might be the shortest episode yet, but the best it was the best one yet. Um, so much significance. Um, he gets to the planet immediately. Flies Grogu to. Oh, that is the, the, the cutest. The cutest scene yeah. I've seen this season. And you've seen if you follow Mandalorian, like the Mandalorian page on Instagram, or you follow Star Wars, like they posted the scene like multiple times, like Chapter Fourteen is now streaming. Anyway, so Mando puts him on the rock. Says like, oh yeah, whatever. It's kind of waste of time. Starts like watching. Turns around, Grogu's doing his own thing. You know, Force. Well, like, at first he wasn't doing it. And then he turns around because he sees the Slave, slave 1 oh my come into the atmosphere. So awesome. So he see. turns around, looks at that, and then looks back at Grogu, and he's meditating. Like, he's connecting see, to something. See, Friday, I woke up a little bit later in the day. I uh, get a Snapchat from Chase. He goes, Watch the episode right now. He didn't spoil anything. <laughs> So I'm going to go about my day, eat my breakfast, turn it on. I stay up till 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it was a Snapchat. Watch it right now as soon as you wake up. I'm sitting there after I eat my breakfast watching. And then I'm like, oh, this is really cute. Already cute episode. You know, Mando flying up on a jetpack. And I see this. I literally, you know that meme of uh, from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood of Leonardo DiCaprio like sitting up and playing yeah. the TV? That was, that was me in my own bedroom like when the slave one flew into atmosphere. I was like. I was like, I leaned no forward way. and pointed at the TV. I'm like, what the heck? I know yeah. Boba Fett was in the end of the first episode as a cameo, but man, that was awesome. I, I mean, you knew he had, because Mando had his armor, you knew he had to come back eventually. Mm-hmm. But, and the way he did it, so he, Mando gets his binoculars out or whatever, and he looks down at the Slave 1, sees, like, he detects thermal readings, and there's a person that walks out of the Slave 1, and obviously he doesn't know who it is, and he gets down there. And he immediately starts getting shot at, and he gets behind a rock. And Boba, you hear uh, Tamur. I can never remember his name. Anyway, the guy plays Bo or Django and all that stuff. Um, I'm actually I need to look up his name. Anyway, regardless, Boba Fett comes accompanied with I forget the name of the bounty hunter. Um, Fennec. Fennec. When they were on Tatooine, he was getting your Razor Crest fixed again. This is season one. The episode where he met a new Tamura bounty hunter. Morrison, that's what it is. The episode where he met a fresh bounty hunter who ended up betraying him. The, gunsling- the Gunslinger, that was the name of the episode. Yes, the Gunslinger. He ended up betraying him after they killed Fennec. Fennec. But, and remember at the end of the episode, we see like footsteps walk up. To Fennec's dead to body. Fennec's dead well, body. She's, not dead, but she's sitting there dying. Ble- I guess yeah. ble- bleeding now. Bleeding, I guess, yeah. And so it turns out Boba Fett... That's what we all. Some, that was that was a main theory that a lot of people were at, like wondering. I, was that I, Boba Fett? I remember. Yes, it yeah. was a main main theory, but a lot of people brushed it off. Yep. At first, well, it makes sense now because now obviously someone tattooing in the first episode, yep. season two. Yep. And he ended up saving her, giving her prosthetic, robotics, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And where, where she got, where shot, she got in shot in her in her midsection. Mm-hmm. 
and she says, I now serve him because he saved my life, and I mean, it makes sense, Boba Fett's yeah. a badass dude, why would he not want to be right. a sidekick? Yeah, and just hearing him talk gave me goosebumps. Oh He's my like, gosh. I've been tracking you, Mandalorian. No, when he says, I'm a simple man making my way Went through the, the galaxy, galaxy, you're like, oh my god. Jango said, I'm a simple man making my way through the, the universe. universe. Yeah. Oh. Dude, it was so it was so good. Well, that's fan service at yeah. its finest. And he, he's been tracking him since Tatooine. And he's like, I only want the armor. And if you don't give it to me, like, you'll... We have we have sights in on you or whatever. I have a maybe. sniper up on the ridge. And yeah. Mandalorian's like, ah, oh, please, I'm wearing best car. Yeah. He goes, if you want my best car, I'll take it on my dead corpse. And he says, it's not for you. So then he looks up, looks back at Baby Yoda, and you see Finnick up there pointing at Baby Yoda, Grogu, sorry, Grogu, and then they, he was like, "Take off your jetpack, we'll lay it on our arms, you lay it on your arms, let's just have a conversation." This is when you're like, "Wow, Boba Fett's really freaking cool. He's not just an asshole like everybody." Like leading up to this, Boba Fett's just he comes off as not a good guy. Like he comes off as cool. But mean, like he I just mean, has a grudge Dar- on on life. I mean, Dar- like Darth Vader did did alter his deal. He did, he did. But I would be angry about that. At the same time, you know, it's just that that character. He's just even in the Clone Wars, he was out to kill Mace Windu. Like he was just mad all the time, right? Well, then we see a different side of him. And I guess I guess the belly of the beast changed. Belly of the beast, aka the Sarlacc pit, and. They start talking, and then the Empire shows up because of the tracker that's on the Razor Crest. But it's two uh, troop carriers. It's not any yeah. obvious Empire right. uh, giant ship that they can't you right. know, contain. Yeah, it's troop carriers, and they got like... And poor Mando tries getting Grogu out of there, but of course well, the force... This is the, at the end. The force, the, end. the force shield. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kept trying to get Grogu out of there immediately. He's like, screw this, I don't Yeah can't deal with this yeah. and Grogu's force vision is so strong he has a shield around him that Mando can't get through no matter how he tries three right. times to push and through it pushes him back like <laughs> ten feet like midair and so, he was like he was like I'm, I'm gonna you stay right there I'm gonna go protect you and then as soon as he leaves no, that, no Boba Fett Fennec and Amanda made a deal I'll give you the armor right if you help me protect it save your child yeah so immediately Fennec and Boba Fett start helping the Mano take out these stormtroopers. Yeah. And Fennec's obviously a, a sharpshooter, pretty good, doing yeah. a good job. She she was a badass. Yeah. Episode. Then the Imperial troops start you know getting out their heavy machine guns, a lot of their firepower, and that's when Boba Fett ta- doesn't even bother using his rifle anymore. He takes out this this like staff, Tusken Raider staff, this badass staff with a claw hook at the end, yeah. end and like a brute bashing mm-hmm. I don't know what to call it but it's yeah. like something you would see it's like three weapons from like Assassin's Creed games yeah, combined together, yeah. but also has like a Tusken Raider like look yeah. to it it's so cool and there's like a straight he, 20 seconds where he's just demolishing Stormtroopers not demolishing the best part about that entire um, the entire s- sequence is the Stormtroopers armor like cracking like, the, yeah. when he would hit them you could hear like the plastic cracking and yeah. like their lungs yeah, and then there was a dude. There was a dude. There was a dude. He stabbed, and he took he took the staff out, and then just swung as hard as he could on his helmet, and he gets on the ground, 
obviously you see the they do it in slow motion. I'm pretty sure, from what I remember, you see the plastic come off the helmet, and then he's just laying there, and you see a hole in the dude's mask. You can't see his face obviously because the camera angle, but there's a hole in the dude's mask. And he's just laying there dead, and then he looks back at the Razor Crest and he sees his armor. And then it cuts to Finnick and Mando shooting stormtroopers. They start to get they overrun. They're surrounded, and then Boba flies in with his armor and just starts killing everybody again. Oh my god! When you when you talk about obviously the look Boba had in the original trilogy, and then the look he had in the Clone Wars per se versus Jango's look in the prequels, the look he had in the Mandalorian, perfect. It was awesome. You could tell he was matured. He was he just threw on the armor because he didn't have time. He still had like the robe around his waist. He had the damn uh, like skirt per se. No, he had a uh, like rockets come out of his knee. Like he had like rocket propelled knee pads. <laughs> and then obviously he had his uh, sidearm. Mm-hmm. And then he also had the same gauntlet on his wrist, a form that mm-hmm. the Mando had. But his head, it was like his a blaster. had blasters on it. Yeah, yeah he was just. Shooting with both hands, killing these dudes. They finally, which is how it was. So the Imperial stormtroopers immediately they fall back. They start falling back to the ships, and they 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 take off, and then Boba gets gets his visor down and shoots his rocket and destroys the top one, and the top one crashes into the bottom one. They both blow up, and they're like, "Heck yeah!" And then they look over the Razor Crest, and it just explodes. Because that's not true. They look up at the atmosphere. They see two laser blasts. And yeah, then it, it shoots the, the poor razor, razor crest. crest. Just got fixed. Yeah, and it just it makes sense. It, it had a tracker. Yep. And, then, and Mando, you just you can't see his face because he's wearing his mask or uh, his helmet, but you can just tell he's he, like Come he, on. He, he, he's beat up about it. He's like, ah, oh, not my ship. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Han Solo, like. Like Han Solo's look when like something bad happens, he's like, he's like, you don't mess with my ship, man. You don't, you don't mess with a man's ship. Mm-hmm. That's where Mob Gideon messed up. You don't mess with the Mando ship. And then your heart drops because <laughs> Razor Crest is destroyed. That doesn't mean anything good. And then he looks back up at Baby Yoda and Mob Gideon. Because of Mob Gideon in the cruiser, and he says, "It's not Death Troopers. It's something like that." He it's, says, "He says to pull him." Four of these badass-looking... They look like robots, but obviously they're still stormtroopers in capacity. They have rocket. They have rockets on their feet. And they fly down, and Grogu's sitting there exhausted because he is... Every time you... Dark troopers, that's what they are. Dark troopers. Dark troopers. Dark troopers are flying down. Mando and Fennec are racing up to go get Grogu. And Grogu. of course, he doesn't have his Grogu's, Grogu's done with his vision. He's exhausted because every time he's used the Force and... A large capacity mm-hmm. over the series. He's exhausted from it. Yep. And they, 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 they tell, well, Finnick tells Boba to go get Slave One. So he gets in his ship, and Mandalorian, without his jetpack, him and Finnick race up to the, the temple where Grogu is sitting on the rock. And as soon as they get up there, the Dark Troopers grabbed him and start flying up. Finnick tells Boba, hey, track them, like follow them, whatever. Don't shoot because you might hit, baby, you might hit Grogu. Mm hmm. He follows him up there, and this is the first time Boba has seen has seen the Empire since it fell, and that gives you chills again because if you think about what he's been through, like he flies up and he sees the bottom of this cruiser, and he's like, "The Empire, that's impossible. The Empire's back, all this stuff." And then you, I thought, I thought the damn cruiser was just gonna shoot him out of the sky, 
that, that whole scene. He's just flying closer and closer. I thought a laser was about to come up and shoot him out of the sky. And I was like, why would they do that? And then they, and then they see that? The, and then it shows Slave 1 in comparison to how big the cruiser is. And obviously in the prequels, you don't realize. You think Slave 1's a pretty decent-sized ship mm-hmm. compared to the Razor Crest, you would think so. And it just shows how it's like an ant. What's, what's it's pretty like cool. Ant, it's like an ant dwarfed by the cruiser, which you, which if you ever big Star Wars fan, you think all oh, cruisers smaller than destroyer. It's like mm. it's you know makes sense of an Imperial Navy, and it's still dwarfing well, what, these ships that we think are so badass. What's really cool <laughs> is they use the cruiser from Rebels. Like that's what that was the main bad guy ship mm-hmm. in Rebels, which which there's another callback. Like there's just been multiple science boarding Ezra. <laughs> And so it cuts to Moff Gideon. They get the dark troopers. They just go in hyperspace out of there. And then obviously it goes back down to the trio. They're yeah. trying to protect Grogu the entire time. And Mandalorian, he goes up to the crater that was once the Razor Crest. And the only thing that's left remained is the Beskar spear. spear. And then Boba Fett and Fennec. They're like, well, we, we need to hold up our part of the deal. We said. That's not the best part. Boba Fett has his family history lineage oh, yeah. in his armor yeah. on his uh, wrist gauntlet. And the Mandalorian says, I appreciate you proving... Well, he said... It w- he, said Jang- he said Jango... He was a foundling. He was a foundling. in the Mandalorian Civil War. He fought in the Mandalorian Civil War, which, according to Legends lore, is completely accurate to that, which makes it officially canon, which well, is amazing. For the longest time, for many years, everybody said Jango just killed a Mandalorian and took his armor. Mm-hmm. But we find out he was an actual Mandalorian making Boba an actual Mandalorian. So Sifo DS actually got a real Mandalorian to make all the clones. Yep. Yep. Smart on his part. And of course, the trio Mandalorian says, hey, uh, thanks for your help. And he goes, It's not over. They say, Yeah, it's not over. And our deal's not made its completion. It makes sta- you, it makes you like Boba a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, he says the safety of the child is. We have to go get him. Yeah, we are we owe ourselves to you, like until we hold the, the, our yeah, side of the bargain. Yeah, our side of the bargain, and then mm-hmm. it cuts to Moff Gideon walking down the hallway with a couple. The same Imperial officer that got the him. transmission from the mechanic. Yeah, the same one that informed him of the tracker. Yeah, and when Moff Gideon was standing in the yeah. room with the dark troopers. Yeah, and they get closer to the room, and you hear the stormtroopers. You hear stormtroopers like yelling, like ah. Oh god! And, and you're like Grogu's. Like Grogu's using both his hands to for, he's just, like just throw him around, just messing, like, messing with him. It's like it's like he's just throwing him around like GI Joes when mm-hmm. you're a kid, and like how tiny it, it's just like ragdolls, just throwing him around. And then of course he gets tired. He starts to slow down, and Moff Gideon has his own dialogue saying, "Well, look at this." Pulls out a dark saber, goes like, "Ah!" It's, you're... And Grogu like reaches for it. He goes, oh, "You're not ready for this yet." And he, goes, get he, he goes, get some rest. <laughs> and an episode cuts. And they stun him. They, 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 they stun him. Like yeah, well, they, him. makes sense. Yeah, he probably would have fell asleep anyway. Yeah. But holy Toledo, that was a lot to unpack in three episodes. I am... We're going to have... They're shorter episodes, but oh my These goodness. last two might not be. I think we're going to see all the characters that we saw come in as cameos again. We're going to see Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, and obviously we're going to have Boba Fett the last two episodes. Cora. We're off we'll Kara, like, because they went back to Navarro because they need, um, like yeah. she she was like I'm the marshal I can't go and then he's like they got the kid, then her eyes got big and mm-hmm. the episode just like ended right there. When I when I when I first turned on the Mandalorian to watch this episode, 
I didn't know what the, I didn't know what the name of it was. Like I know that they put out the list prior, but I completely forgot what the names were. And then it said the tragedy. I got so upset. I was like, "What's gonna happen, man?" Yeah, Grogu got <laughs> taken, but I mean, the Razor Crest died. Yeah, R.I.P. It was a good run. It was a good run. Was Which good means run. we'll see the inside of Slave One. We haven't seen that since. Uh, yeah, we will. So what do you? So you're explaining a little bit of what you think is gonna happen. Your predictions. Go ahead and finish that out. So I'll give you mine. Um. Obviously, we're going to have Boba helping the Mandalorian, which is going to be really freaking cool. Like, He might look more like his old self again if he gets out of the robes and puts on different clothes with the armor. might look like old Boba. <laughs> Who knows? And they're going to, I think they're going to go toe-to-toe with Moff Gideon. And Ahsoka is going to come in, like they're going to go get her. They're going to find track down Bo-Katan. I think they're going to get a bunch of Bo-Katan's Mandalorian soldiers. There's gonna be a night, another like siege, on the Empire, and it's gonna be Bogatan, her Mandalorians, uh, Ahsoka. It's like gonna be Siege Mandalorian Part Two, but without the Death Watch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. like, and we have yeah. the Dark Saber. Actually, I, I take it back. Ahsoka, I don't think is gonna be in it, but I think Bogatan will. I think Dark Saber is gonna go up against Mandalorian, his uh, Beskar staff. And it's gonna, they're gonna toe to toe. I think Moff Gideon's gonna either escape or die in the last episode, and then we might see a glimpse of Thrawn or something. Some, something. There's, I don't think Moff Gideon's gonna be the main antagonist. I don't. There's, I just don't think he is. For now, he is. But I think in the next, the coming seasons, like he's either gonna die off or be irrelevant, and there's gonna be a new adversary for the Mandalorian and the I think posse. The next episode's gonna be Mando trying to get as much help as he can, figure out where they went, and then they find out where they're where they're at. They're gonna plan an attack. Goes into the last episode. There's gonna be either they're they're gonna sneak in for a little bit and finally start fighting, or they're gonna have going brute force. Either way, I predict Bo-Katan is gonna help. I think Ahsoka is gonna help as well. I think Cara Dune is gonna help. I think obviously the rest of it. The rest of the gang that you previously mentioned is going to help. Let me. Uh, and there's going to be a conflict between Moff and in front of Grogu, who's still passed out or under procedure. He's going to be Grogu's going to be incapacitated in some sort of way. It's going to be Mando, Bo-Katan, maybe another Mando or two under Bo-Katan's posse, and then Ahsoka. And some point throughout the fight, Moff Gideon will get the Dark Saber kicked out of his hand. He'll fall down. He'll fall out. But then. Uh, whoever I'm assuming it's gonna be Ahsoka mainly fighting him with the dark saber. Mando's gonna pick up the dark saber and wield it. And at the end of the episode, Moskin's gonna die, and then they're gonna get Grogu out of there. And then Mando will hand the dark saber over to Bogatan. Therefore, I wouldn't say allying him, aligning, allying himself per se, in a way, saying you know maybe maybe our. He was going to acknowledge that Death Watch isn't the only Mandalorian way of life. And that Bo-Katan is clearly the leader that they need. And then, assuming... They're going to assume that like all this is over. And they're going to start like saying, oh, let's go take Mandalore back. And then there's going to be some type of cameo transmission with Thrawn. Like a hologram, kind of like we saw in the, the first season with Moff Gideon. Yeah. I think that's how I think that's how the second season is going to end. We're going to see a, a some type of tease with Thrawn, and Ahsoka's going to find like 
find out or like talk to him over like a transmission and be like I'm gonna come after you what if what if uh, what, what if Thrawn's on Mandalore that'd be even better oh that'd gosh be, that'd, that'd be, be really a season cool. 3 for the books that would be really really freaking cool well that's my predictions I think you, I think ours are pretty similar. more or less the same but I think the endings are a little bit different yeah which I honestly I think my ending would be a lot of fan service but yours is more realistic yeah I mean the thing the thing with this Mandalorian every episode I go in with an open mind like I do too but like that I I have I have expectations but I lower them because I like this I like the show so much that I just don't want to give myself a chance to be let down like if I'm expecting to see Mace Windu and I don't see him I'm not gonna get mad or you know you know what I'm saying um but anyway I believe two two and a half weeks Actually, I'm not sure. Let me look at my calendar. I might be in Texas, brother. Maybe we could. Uh, I, I mean, we could fi- we could figure out a way. There's there's ways of doing remote podcasts. We'll now. we'll figure something out. But the, this n- the next episode that we do is gonna be our last for probably a while because you go to basic. I'm gonna be gone after. for five months. So. And soon after that, I will be commissioned as a lieutenant in the Air Force. Yeah. So that'll we're, be. We're, we're getting old. We're, we're starting the rest of our lives. Yeah, we're getting old. If you can't tell. <laughs> and then Jared, our uh, dear friend, he's gonna, gonna be going to the police academy. Probably. Actually, while I'm gone. The, actually, the detective who's in charge of his background is uh, coming to talk to me and our other roommate tomorrow. Yeah. Really? He's. Cool. A, I think he's coming to talk to Katie as well. Katie's our uh, buddy's girlfriend. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So if but, you weren't aware, but, there's more than just. There's a lot going into getting hired and. Most government jobs. Yeah. But with, with that being said. We digress. We, we digress. Um, the last few episodes were amazing. Um, I can't wait for this Friday. I can't wait for next Friday. And as always, thank you for listening. This was a longer episode. I, I hope you guys liked it. We enjoyed we enjoyed talking about Star Wars. And if you like listening to people talk about Star Wars and getting all excited, then you've come to the right place. Um Tell your friends, follow the Instagram, follow us on Anchor, give us a shout out uh, to your Star Wars loving friends and family. And until next time, Josh, until next time, our listeners, may the Force be with you.